Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied unto you from God our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. A happy and a blessed 2023. Did you stay up late? Don't have to answer. <laughs> Did you watch the New York City Times Square ball drop? Did you make a toast to the new year? Did you eat any special dishes or food? Did you make any resolutions for the new year? Our calendar did not come down from above. It was not established, it was established by human minds. In ancient Rome, religious myth and uh, at that time, there was Janus, who is the name given for our month of January. Janus is the god of beginnings, gates, time, doorways, and endings. He is depicted as having two faces, one facing back to the year just concluded and the other facing toward the year yet to be. It is a time of hope, of planning, of vision casting, and a time of resolutions as we reset and begin to move forward into a new segment of time. Ready or not, it is a time to set yourself on course for self-improvement. And of course, if, re if uh, resolutions are to be realized, there needs to be a revolution of resolutions to make it happen. You need to be proactive in faith, employed by and empowered by the Holy Spirit. I came across a list of resolutions prepared by the Reverend Walter Shadle. He calls them seven ups for the new year. These seven ups fall under the heading of attitudes and actions. The first wake up, begin the day with the Lord. It is his day. Rejoice in it. The second, dress up with a smile. It improves your looks. It says something about your attitude. The third is shut up. Watch your tongue. Don't gossip. 
Say nice things. Learn to listen. The fourth is stand up. Take a stand for what you believe. Resist the devil and all evil. Do good. Five, look up. Open your eyes to the Lord. After all, he is your only savior. Six, reach up. Spend time in prayer with your adorations, your confessions, thanksgivings, and supplication to the Lord. And finally, lift up. Be available to help those who are in need. Serving, supporting, and sharing. Why do we bother to make New Year's resolutions in the first place? Maybe it's because resolutions help us to identify our priorities. They answer the question, how do I want to invest my time, my energy, money, and the talents for the new year? The new year reminds us that time is passing. It is up to each of us to maximize the potential of every moment. The time is now to be sure our priorities are in line with God's will and his plan for each of us. Simeon's New Year resolution was the same every year, to wait for the promised Messiah. And this was his passion, to greet the coming Messiah. Each day he thought, his thought was, is this the day I'll see Messiah? And in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, 13, the Lord tells his people, you will seek me and find me when you, when you seek me with your heart. And centuries later, Jesus would echo this sentiment when he said, blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Our gospel reading tells us that Simeon was a man with a pure heart. He had been blessed with a special assurance from the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Simeon faced the future with hope and joy, and so can we. The church year begins anew every first Sunday in Advent a date that is determined by the day of the week on which Christmas falls. The 12 days of Christmas are the days from Christmas Day until Epiphany of our Lord on January the 6th. So while people all over the world are marking January the 1st as a new beginning, and making resolutions to be better than the year before, on January the 1st, the church, that's us, are marking the eighth 
day of Christmas as something special. And on that day, Luke records, and at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Notice that this procedure has a special time, eight days. And if Christmas is the first day of Jesus's earthly life as a human, then New Year's Day is the eighth day. And today on the church calendar is the circumcision and naming of Jesus. God originally established circumcision through the father of the Jewish nation, and that is Abraham. In Genesis, we hear God said to Abraham, as for you, you must keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you for the generations to come. This is my covenant with you and your descendants after you, the covenant you are to keep. Every male among you shall be circumcised. It will be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He who is eight days old among you shall be circumcised every male for the generations to come to be an everlasting covenant. Circumcision made the, of God's first uh, testament people of promise of the Messiah. So God is a promise keeper in sending his son to redeem us from sin and death and the power of Satan. So why was Jesus circumcised? Well, Luther has a word to say, reflecting also Paul. He said, this means that Christ is placed under the law to redeem those who are under the law. This Christ child kept and fulfilled the entire law beginning to end and showing that he is truly the son of God. And Romans, Paul says, for Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Names mean something. And throughout history, names have been more than just a tag hung on someone. Names are both descriptive and defining. Listen to Isaiah 9, 6. And he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wonderful Counselor. God is all-sufficient. He's the all-sufficient source of all of our blessings. God is all-powerful. Our problems are not too big for God to handle. Mighty God. He is the all-powerful creator of the universe. God knows all. He created it all. And he is everywhere at all times. Everlasting Father. There are no circumstances in our lives that escapes his fatherly awareness and his care. God knows us and our troubles. Prince of Peace. He is our peace who destroyed the barrier, the barrier of sin. 
and the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law to reconcile us to God through the cross and giving us access to the Father in the Spirit. In Isaiah 7, 4, the prophet talks about the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will name him Emmanuel, a name that's very descriptive and very defining, meaning God with us. Jesus is God in our midst. In him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And you may be thinking, so what? Does this matter to my life now? All that's going on in my life? And you want to talk about names? Does it really make a difference in my life? Well, with all due respect, it should. And it can, if you let it. Especially if you consider why God chose the name this baby, Jesus. Both Mary and Joseph both received divine communication that the, the child that to be born is of the Holy Spirit and the child is to be named Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus is an English translation of the Greek, which is a translation of the Aramaic Yeshua, which is a translation of the original Hebrew word meaning Yahweh saves. So Jesus does exactly what his name means. He is Yahweh the Lord who has come in the flesh for us men and for our salvation as we confess in the Nicene Creed. And as humans, the defining moments of our fall from grace resulted in the triple curses of sin death, and the devil. Jesus' name tells us what he came to do. He is the one who lived up to his name. His three defining moments secured our rescue, his virgin birth, his sacrificial death on the cross, and his victorious resurrection from the dead. Jesus is the one who saves us from our sins. And 1 John 1, 7 declares, the blood of Jesus, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. And Jesus paid in full the penalty and the punishment for your sins and mine. Because we couldn't erase them on our own. We couldn't stop sinning on our own. But we continue to sin, and yet Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Yes, in the name of Jesus, we have the forgiveness of our sins. Yes, the curse of sin is defeated for you. We also face the curse of death, which comes because all are born in sin. And for the wages of, or earnings of sin is death. But listen to these good news passages from God's word. For as in Adam all die, so in Christ shall all be made alive. Death has been swallowed up in victory. So where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? 
The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and more, and I hold the keys of death and Hades. And he will wipe away every tear from your eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things have passed away. Yes, the curse of death is defeated for you. So that leaves us to face the devil, who like a roaring lion prowls around looking for someone to devour. And in the name of Jesus, stand firm in the faith. Remember the power of the name of Jesus. Show defiance against Satan at the time of temptation. Defended us against Satan. Defeated Satan so that we would be delivered from Satan. John 3.8 assures us the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. And in Romans 16.20, Paul also assures us the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Yes, the curse of Satan is defeated for you. The new year, 2023, is upon us. And today is the first day. And many people, including you and me, we probably made some resolutions or framed them out in our mind, or maybe you're going to be doing so. But add this one, that you will dedicate this new year of a closer walk with Jesus. His arms are wide open to receive you. Want to make some defining moments in the new year? And as a believer planted in Christ, through your baptism, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is cultivating a life, faith life in you to be lived by the fruits of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. This is a lifestyle of faith that is a daily defining moment that gives glory to God and is a defining witness to others. So cuddle up with his word in the Bible. Come often to him in prayer. Come frequently to his supper. Daily remember your baptism, knowing that in the washing of the word with water and having been Marked with the sign of the cross, you are his very own. Give the Lord more of your time, more of your treasure, and more of yourself in obedience to the task of carrying out his mission and his ministry. And with Simeon, we want to say, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all people. Our mighty and loving Heavenly Father promises to meet you in all of your needs 
throughout the new year. He desires to bless you even more. And remember, God keeps his promises. He is faithful and he will do it. Show him how much you love him by the way you treat others and that will make him smile. Have a happy and God-blessed 2023. In Jesus' name, the name that is above all names, to which all God's people say, Amen. Amen.